Below the Bar podcast is not meant to be taken as legal advice. It is purely used for entertainment purposes. Corbin and I are not attorneys. In fact, we haven't even graduated law school yet. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. That's scary. So if you have any legal concerns, please, 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 I urge you guys to seek an actual attorney. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And that's all I have to say. Hey guys, welcome back to Below the Bar Podcast. My name is Drew. With me as always is... Corbin. And we got a good contracts case here for you today. This is uh, Hawkins v. McGee, the hairy hand case. Yeah, it's about to get hairy and I can almost guarantee oh that anybody listening to this can has no clue what this case is about unless they've read it, but... I'm not even sure how you, how you found this case. So. Oh, it's about to get hairy. I hate you. Yeah, it's great. It's, <laughs> it is about to get hairy. You're not wrong. Uh, so what's new? I haven't uh, talked to you in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I mean, class has started, as you know. Um, good luck to all of our law student listeners. Yes, yes. Uh, hopefully this semester goes well for you guys. But other than that, I went and I looked at a house with my girlfriend. Oh. Trying to kind of figure out where we want to go whenever it's time to move if we end up moving out of our place now so yeah. we've been doing that a little bit it's been fun it's exciting i always like to go i want i've always wanted to go look at houses that i have no business looking at oh. that are like <laughs> millions of dollars but yo yeah, i'm a big time oh uh, yeah my uh, my friends and i in college we used to go and we would drive around and look at all the expensive houses and we would just go like oh let's go look at the rich neighborhood yeah but also just side story guys uh, when I was in college, my car at the time was getting old, and I was like, you know what? I need a new car. So I ended up, I was like, I'm going to go test drive cars that I actually can't afford, just for fun. I thought it would be a fun thing to do. So I went, and I had a Volkswagen Passat at the time. It was like... Good car. It was like 10 years old. Oh, okay. had almost 100,000 miles on it. So I drove it's a it. V-dub, though. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. But um, <laughs> I get to the lot. And I'm like, okay, there's a brand new, at the time, it was, I think it was like 2015, I was, there was a brand new BMW 3 Series or something like that. And I was like, okay, let's test drive it. So I test drove it, and <laughs> the company was like, do you want us to like look at your car and see how much we could give you for it if you <laughs> trade it in? I was like, nah, nah, you don't have to do that. So I go, I test drive the car, I get back, and they're like, hey, we looked at your car, we can give you like $1,000 for yeah, it. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm good, I'll pass on that one. But I was like, I love this car. It was like sixty, seventy thousand dollars. I forget how yeah, much. Yeah. But there was no it's way out I could of your price range. Yeah. I was in college, yeah. So they were like, "Do you want to start paperwork?" And I was like, "Uh, no. I think I need to list. I, got I got need to thing. think about it." Yeah. <laughs> so I left it. But then I was like, all I could think about for weeks was, I want that car. Yeah. So, in the end, I was like, I just can't go and test drive cars. That I'm gonna fall in love with, because then all I want is that is car. That car. Yeah, and then you gotta leave it. No way to afford it. Yeah, then you gotta leave it a Passat. Yeah, my that my car. They won't give me anything for my car, man. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to pay someone to take. Just my please car. take my car, dude. Did I ever tell you what was going on with it? First of all, it's an electrical nightmare. It's a Dodge. Okay, it's a Dodge Dart. So if there's any Dodge executives listening, 
can you do something about this? I think the CEO of Dodge actually. He loves Below the Bar. He, he called me the other day and said, Drew, this is the Dodge CEO. You're doing a great job. That's my name. You're doing a great job. But my car said so the trunk will open by itself. It'll just lock itself. You just know, like driving like, down the road? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've, been, I've been driving down the road and I'll look at like, like what is that moving behind me? My trunk's just like <laughs> bouncing man. up and down a little bit. The rear view camera's upside down or it flickers on and off. Um, all kinds of fun stuff. It's uh, it's a real joy to drive. It seems like a cool car. Yeah, and I'm stuck with it. I'm still paying on it. I'm almost yeah. done. That's a oh, that is that's nice. nice. Yeah. Oh, once you get your car paid off or whatever you're paying on paid off, it's just the best feeling in the world. I just have this gut feeling that the second I leave the bank from making my last payment, I'm going to come out and that car is going to be on fire just in like the parking lot. Smashed. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, let's get to the case here. Hawkins v. McGee, the hairy hand case. Um, do you want to run us through a brief discussion kind of the facts, facts here? Yeah. yeah, I can do that. So this case has to do with Edward, Mc- Edward McGee. He is a surgeon who ends up performing the procedure on George Hopkins, who is our plaintiff. But beforehand, so George Hawkins was i believe he was working or something like that and he grabbed a live wire and it basically just left these terrible scars all across his hand sure so george decides to go to edward the surgeon and he's like okay i need like these scars taken off my hands like they're painful i need it gone they're grotesque so he just wants them gone yeah yeah so uh george hawkins and his dad Go talk to the surgeon, and the surgeon says he guaranteed allegedly that he would make a quote unquote one hundred percent good hand. So okay, yeah. So I mean, sounds good. I'd like a one hundred percent good hand. Um, so they go, they do the surgery. What's the alternative to that? He's like, I can give you, I can give you a sixty percent good hand. It doesn't work all the time. Yeah. So like the thumbs on back or right, (laughs) it's on the wrong side. It's next to the pinky. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so basically, he had to do a skin graft to remove the scar tissue from his hand, and then he decided that he was going to use chest skin. Yeah. To do the skin graft on his hand. Sounds yeah, okay. And I was like, All right, I don't know where else you would get yeah. skin from. So So he does <laughs> he does a skin graft, but it caused Edward or no, George Hawkins' hands to just grow chest hair <laughs> on the palm <laughs> on the palm of his yeah. hand. Yeah. Oh man. So so George and his dad end up suing, basically saying that McGee, the surgeon basically broke his contract because of the warranty that he made saying that he would give him a 100% good hand. And this was at least a, what, 85% good, you think, with chest hair on it? You think um, it's... If we're quantifying, you know... I don't know. I mean... The quality of a hand. I guess I'm not a hand expert, so I don't know what... Well, I am. I went so, to undergrad oh, okay. for hands. So, yeah. hairy hands is yeah. 15% off of the... Off, if you're looking at a base level 100% good hand, um, yeah, some fit, hair on the palms, it takes about 15% off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's it's not that yeah. could be worse. I mean, he, I don't think you know what, also, I think, I think George here's lying 
you know, just right out of the gate. We didn't really get too far into this, but I don't know, just right out of the jump, I have a bad feeling. I think this man was indulging in a little too much self-love. <laughs> and, and I mean, the saying... He got hairy palms. You know the saying, you get yeah. hairy palms. So. Yeah, so I don't know. I think he's just covering up and he's <laughs> going after this poor doctor. And, yeah, it was just his fault the whole time. Yeah. Like, and his dad knows too because yeah. he's been at home being like, you know, George. Yeah, he's always... If you, if you yeah. touch yourself too much, you're going to get hairy palms. <laughs> And then he was like, Dad, I swear, I went to a doctor. Yeah, but there's like dreadlocks coming off of his palms. He's like, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was growing chest hair on, on his, his hair. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Can you imagine having to shave your hands. Oh, man. I already have to shave my knuckles sometimes. Could you imagine your palms? Would not. Would not be fun. No. But yeah, they go to court and then... Uh, so the trial court instructed the jury that if they found Hawkins, the hairy palm guy, if they, <laughs> if they found that he was entitled to relief, or he was entitled to relief, it should award him damages based on his pain and suffering from the operation, as well as the additional ill effects he suffered from the operation beyond his existing injury, i.e. hairy palms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. No, you're good. Um, I guess, so the jury awards damages to Hawkins but McGee the surgeon he moves to set aside the verdict arguing among other things that it's just a little bit too excessive how much they're awarding him for some hair on his palm yeah um, again we're talking an 85% good hand here guys anything you above use it. you can still use it's it. just weird <laughs> you might you know be plucking hairs out of your food you know you might have to wear gloves when you eat when but, you cook <laughs> yeah when you cook or you know for the rest of your life but yeah really it's only taking 15 percent off of it yeah. yeah can't be that bad. no he's grow up like said, you could you could still use the hand it would just be strange yeah for a imagine shaking his hand imagine <laughs> like a an interview just like petting your petting. palms <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, yeah, McGee does this motion basically saying that they gave him too much money. So he denied this, or so the court denied McGee's motion regarding his challenge to the evidentiary and legal support of the verdict, basically saying that the, he tried to argue that it was against the weight of law, and basically the trial court said, no, it's not, we can do this, but they did agree with him that the verdict was excessive and that they they gave him they awarded hawkins too much money yeah because they considered the whole thing hinged on these jury instructions as to how to assess the damages because at trial they instructed the jury that they could take into consideration things such as uh, pain and suffering and something called positive ill effects right so that's what they were using to determine their their damages by and then that was deemed to be an improper jury instruction and that's what hinge that's that's the crux of this case is you know what what kind of damages can george actually get for this quote-unquote breach of contract right so hawkins is basically saying that the assertions made by a by mcgee were enough to form a binding contract for and that's a contract for a 100 percent good hand and that the damages he was awarded were consequently proper. Right. And McGee is obviously going to be arguing that the instructions to consider pain and suffering and positive ill will were improper, and thus the damages that he received were improper. So that leaves us with this question, how do we determine these damages 
what is Hawkins able to receive here right. for his hairy hands? Yeah, and I think um, a lot of this case kind of relied on if the... So there's the breaching party, which in this case is the surgeon. He did not give a 100% good hand, as the hand expert Drew has said it was about 85%. 85 in my profession. <laughs> but, um, so a lot of this case hangs on whether the non-breaching party, Hawkins, is able to recover damages for like unforeseen losses based on the breaching party's breach. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly it. So when they were trying to determine the court that is... How And this is the Supreme Court of New Hampshire that is hearing this case here. So when the Supreme Court of New Hampshire was trying to determine how the damages should be determined, they kind of set this foundation. They laid down a few rules of contract law. And these rules, they, they ultimately concluded in using these rules that the true measure of plaintiff's damages are the difference in value between a perfect hand and the value of his hand in its present condition which is to include any incidental consequences reasonably contemplated when making their contract. Right. Again, they're saying that it's the difference in value between a perfect hand, so a 100% good hand, and the value of his hand in its present condition, or this 85%, which, hair. guys, I'm making up 85%. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. But this hand in its present condition with the hair all over With the hair. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Gross hand. Shampoo it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to shampoo your hair there's like a head and shoulders head and shoulders and palms head and shoulders and palms <laughs> the uh the new hampshire supreme court then they they look at this this rule that they are you know analyzing this case under and they say they determine that both jury instructions that is the pain and suffering and the ill effects were actually improper so mcgee was right right they were improper jury instructions pain and suffering they said this was part of the price that Hawkins was willing to pay for the surgery. It served no purpose to determine the value between a 100% good hand and the hand in its current hairy state. <laughs> so pain and suffering, it just it wasn't even really a... Again, he, or, uh, what is his name, Hawkins, he knew what he was getting into when right. he signed up for the surgery. I mean, you know when you're going to have a surgery, you're probably not going to come out of it just like ready to, to go. You're feeling great. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know you're going to be sore. You know there's going to be some issues while you heal. Yeah. And so they were basically like, yeah, you don't have to pay him because he was sore after the surgery and he wasn't 100% as soon as he came out of the surgery. Like, yeah. Which well, duh. which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would just be suing every single doctor if that was the case. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, they also said that any worsening conditions were also the worsening conditions, rather, instruction was... Also improper because any such ill effect of the operation would be included in the true rule for damages as noted above, right. which is value between the present or the 100% good hand and the present condition of the hand, and that is to include any incidental consequences reasonably contemplated when making their contract. Could you reasonably contemplate that this guy was going to have <laughs> hair all over his hands? Uh, no, I guess I couldn't. But <laughs> again, I mean, this dude just. I mean, we got a little... How old was this guy, I wonder? Yeah, I have no idea. He had his dad with him. He, has his, he had his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, he must not have been too old. Puberty's a hell of a thing, man. <laughs> and I again, mean, the yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Come on, George. I mean, <laughs> let's not... Let's, 
Uh, let's not beat around the bush here, George. You know what you were doing. Good one. All right. Wait. Beat yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was an unintentional <laughs> joke, guys. And I'm good for those. Yeah. Yeah. But another another thing that I really like about this case is they keep talking about the price of a 100% good hand compared to these hairy hands yeah. that George has. And how the payment can't be more than the good hand. The basically. difference between yeah. the two, yeah. But I just really want to know how they determined the value yeah, of, of a hand. Of, yeah. My assumption is they went on to, they found the black market and they found someone. They were like, <laughs> hey, how much is a 100% good hand yeah. worth on the black market? Yeah. And the guy was like, ah. Could fetch you one for yeah, uh, $15,000. Yeah. And they were like, okay, but what if there's hair on the palms? And the guy was like, whoa. <laughs> the black market does not take hairy hands. We don't do that. He was like, we have standards. Yeah. Get the hairy palms. Babies, out of here. drugs, organs, fine. Hairy, hairy palms. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't know how they can decide how much a 100% good hand is. I'm sure, I guess the information yeah. is out there somewhere. But Somewhere. We'll have to Google that. We're in a place that doesn't really have great internet access right now, or I would Google that and tell you guys how much you could purchase a hand for. I guess if anybody knows off the top of their head how much you can purchase a hand for, let us know. Let's say this, do it this way. If you went to a yard sale, okay, and you were just kind of browsing through their stock, and then you come across the table and there's just a hand, and And you were like... It's on ice. Yeah. It's perfectly working no hair yeah and you ask them what do you want for this what number could they throw out that would make you go whoa whoa, too much too much too much what would you be willing to pay for that again i don't it's just tough i guess i throw 50 bucks at it 50 bucks yeah Yeah. if if they were selling it for 50 bucks i think that's a steal i might have to take it yeah put it back in the freezer just in case you never know yeah um actually speaking Speaking of losing hands and stuff like that, actually, there was somebody just in my hometown that similar situation touched a live wire, but they ended up, this was while I was working, and they ended up having to amputate, I believe, one of his arms, I believe, up to the elbow, and then his other hand was also touching something, so it, like, grounded it, so they also had to amputate that hand. So, I, I mean, I guess it's always good to have a backup yeah hand so i guess if i found it for 50 bucks i'd just throw it in my freezer freezer just you never know what's gonna what life's gonna throw your way yeah yeah dude when i was a baby like a like baby baby i put i guess i put a penny in a in an electrical outlet nice and my mom was in the shower i've only ever heard this story through her and she came out and the the outlet was like black <laughs> and i was just laying on the floor with a burnt hand so i really attribute that to the why i am the way i am today <laughs> It, I mean, it changes a lot about you. Yeah, I was electrocuted into being this way. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I don't. I just don't really know where to go from here. I mean, we, we can just close out the. I mean, that's really all that happened was it was this argument about how to assess damages, and ultimately they determined that it was the value between a good, a good hand, hand and the hand in its state, and they ended up remanding the case for determin- determination of damages under that rule. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's not really, we don't really have any conclusive, this is what 
ended up happening. Like, we don't have, okay, Hawkins had to return some of the money because that was part of the case is yeah. they wanted him to return the money and then he said no and that's why. We are where we are because yeah. McGee sued or appealed. Appealed, yeah. yeah. So there's not really any, at least that I could find, any, okay, Hawkins had to repay yeah. this much amount of money. Yeah. To... Also, can I just say this too? I read somewhere, one of the places I was reading about this case, where McGee was talking to Hawkins and his dad before the surgery. Okay. And basically told him that he has no experience in skin grafting and that he was going to experiment here. I don't know if this was like a relatively new um, procedure back then. It was 1929. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but I mean, like, you could pretty much anticipate if this is an experimental medical procedure that something, something might go wrong. Right. That's kind of the risk you take. Yeah. I mean, I guess if somebody had to do a serious surgery on me and they were talking to me and my parents and they were just like, yeah, I mean, I've never done this before. I'm just winging it. But like, I just figured I'd I'd start now. Actually, I haven't even gone to med school. I just use YouTube. And <laughs> it's I, just a back know. alley. Yeah. <laughs> You're in someone's... <laughs> They have like a butter knife. Oh, and one a... second, the video is buffering. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the middle of your blade. Now they're like, hold on, my connection's slow. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's all we got for Hawkins v. McGee. I don't know, you have anything else? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I guess unless you want hairy palms, don't touch live electrical wires. Yeah. Know what your doctor's capabilities are beforehand. Yeah. But maybe yeah. not sign up for experimental medical procedures. Right, yeah. If the doctor tells you that he's experimenting, it's probably yeah. not yeah. the safest plan. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. But these are just our little life advices that we give at the end of every episode. Don't be shady. Have Don't a story for the cops. Yeah. Don't let doctors experiment on you. You're learning so much from us, yeah, guys. And we love it. We love to teach you guys we these great impossible. street cred. Yeah, these are, <laughs> yeah, these are important uh bullet points of in in law school that we learn about so but as always thank you for listening we hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you did like and subscribe on youtube uh facebook spotify spotify instagram at below the bar pod you can listen to us on talk shoe apple podcasts we're trying to be everywhere guys yeah and if you have any suggestions um like i said last week we did a case somebody sent in to us which was great um so if you guys have any cases that you want us to do send them over and we'll get to them as fast as we can that's what we do i know right now we are trying to find a copyright case uh one of my friends from back home asked if we could do a copyright case so if anybody has any funny copyright cases feel free to send them our way send them over All right, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. See you next week.